welcome to Happy Hour at Bland. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kaylee. Hi, guys, and thanks for tuning in. Yes, good to be back again. Yeah, feels good. So, Ashley, I have a question for you. I have this song stuck in my head. Have you heard the Justin Bieber song that has accounting terms in it? No. I had to pull it up on my phone because I don't remember the exact word. Are you going to sing it for us? I No. (laughs) We would lose listeners right right there if I did. Okay. But it says, heart full of equity, you're an asset. Like, isn't that awesome? Your accounting mind just obviously hears that when you're... Yes. Me over here, I'm just like, oh, it's Justin Bieber. Yeah, like, what a great lyric, Justin. And the accountants are like, yes, you're speaking our language. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, I haven't, so I'll have to Google it. You will. Okay. Yes. Maybe we can have um, our podcast producer put the song. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we've got a new guest today, someone that hasn't been on. So we're really excited about that. Pumped. Yep. All right. Yes. So today we have uh, a new guest and we love having new guests. And for today's topic, it's very relevant. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk through some ideas for nonprofits as they work to navigate this new normal post-pandemic world. And even though our episode will mostly talk about not-for-profit perspective, I know some of our tips our guests share will apply to small business listeners as well. Yes, definitely. Ashley and I have a little lead on what our guests will talk about as we shared some information on our social media earlier this summer about this very topic. And our guest, Rachel Turek, who composed the social media post, is here to elaborate. So welcome, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, guys. Good to be on. Glad to have you. Well, I'll do a quick introduction for our listeners about you, Rachel. Rachel is a manager in her audit department. She's working with clients to complete their financial statements engagements. Rachel is a CPA, a CFE, and also has her certifications from the AICPA for nonprofit and retirement plan audit specialization. Rachel is also a mom of a little cutie named Harper and an Instagram famous dog mom (laughs) of Cooper. (laughs) Uh, maybe she can tell us a little bit about Mr. Cooper and Miss Harper. So, hi, Rachel. Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I feel bad because we didn't, when I was, like, writing the background for Rachel, I didn't mention her husband at all. But Rachel has a very nice <laughs> husband also named Ryan. Not that nice. <laughs> and so they have this cutest little family. And it's, yes, it's, as Ashley mentioned, when Rachel posts pictures, it's, ugh. It's very sweet. It is. Harper decided to take her first couple steps oh, yesterday. No way. Yeah. Oh. So early birthday present. Oh. And I've been like trying to convince her to keep doing it ever since. And she throws temper tantrums by banging her head on the floor. Awesome. So <laughs> fun. Kids are fun. Kids are so yeah. fun. Oh. <laughs> when you're not like you always try to get those little things on camera or a picture, you know, a video mm-hmm. and then they'll do it. And you're like, no, no, no. Can you do it again? Do it again. And exactly. then they have a mind of their own or like motherhood as soon as you think you have it figured out they switch it Different. up on you yep that's so funny yep. oh. so. okay Rachel we like to ask each of our guests an impromptu question and normally we use this website called conversationstartersworld.com no we don't get paid by them even though we give them a <laughs> shout out every time but today knowing who Rachel is I made up my own question based on something that I know Rachel is a fan of Rachel if there was only one dessert you could have for the rest of your life, what would it be? I literally in my head was like, this has to be about food. Before <laughs> um, 
I would have to go with uh, confetti or funfetti frosting. Oh, just frosting. I eat it with a spoon. Doesn't have to be necessarily on cake. Do you dip anything in I it, can... like pretzels or anything? Oh uh, no, I just I just usually eat it directly with a spoon <laughs> okay. in my mouth. I mean, like I'll go put it go with home. Yep. but it's not like a necessity. The frosting <laughs> is the main main aspect that I really That's gotta awesome. have. Oh so. yes, I love that answer. That's great. Too. Oreos are up there too. Oh, Oreos are so good. Yeah. Maybe you could try the funfetti uh, frosting on top of the Oreos. There you go. Oh yeah, that was a pregnancy <laughs> saver. Does Harper share that same um, love for desserts? Yes, we've actually, I got her some funfetti muffins the other oh. day for some breakfast, oh. and she was oh, yes. just in <laughs> the mouth, like, constant, and I was like, okay, so you must have got that from me. Yes, cupcakes for breakfast. I, I love it. it. Yep. I had three brownies for breakfast yesterday, and then I didn't <laughs> eat until one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even doubt. Oh, oh, that's funny. All right. Well, before we forget, let's do the quote of the episode. Kaylee, what do you have for us today? Okay. So in the spirit of today's episode and talking about not-for-profits, the quote I found is, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. And that's from Dr. Loretta Scott. I like it. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get started. So we're going to ask Rachel some questions based upon the write-up Rachel did for our social media post earlier this summer. So first, Rachel, of the advice that we had shared, and we'll get to all of it, but if there was one piece of advice you would say is most important for not-for-profits to consider during this post-pandemic time, what would it be? So I would say planning, um, plan ahead. With everything going on right now, I'd say the most important thing for nonprofits is to take a close look at the budget and cash flows and just plan accordingly. Okay, and going with the cash flow projection, can you talk a little bit more about that or how an organization will go about doing this? Yeah, sure. So I would say you have to assess your situation and uh, what you feel the organization will need for cash flow purposes um, for the next year. So I'd start out with generally kind of some fixed expenses, um, salaries, rent, insurance, and then go ahead and estimate any variable expenses that might um, come up within the next year. Then you got to take a look at what you anticipate coming in from funding. So maybe you already have some promises to give or other verbal donations that you're aware of. Um, And then just kind of taking a look at both sides of it. So an accurate projection will let management and the board see if and when the organization might face some cash shortages. And if shortages are anticipated, um, you know, the organization will need to determine how to approach the situation. So they might have to look at reviewing variable expenses and areas that they could save along with potentially delaying some big projects. I know a lot of nonprofits maybe have some capital campaigns um, that they've been doing. So those things might need to be delayed pending um, what they anticipate coming in. Right. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And so to segue along those lines, we've talked about promises to give and, and there's also grants and in our advice that we had shared, you had mentioned reaching out to funding sources and grantors. And can you elaborate on this for our listeners and and what questions they should maybe ask or or what they should be communicating with them? Yeah, absolutely. So if cash flow is an issue, um, one thing that I've seen a lot of nonprofits doing is speaking with funders to potentially convert restricted funding into unrestricted. So a lot of funders may provide restricted funding for certain um, projects or programs, but right now a lot of people just need funding for their general operations. 
So and due to the environment that we're in, a lot of funders are um, more lenient in terms of what their funding is maybe used for. And a lot are actually providing um, COVID-specific relief grants that can be used to make sure that the organization can kind of keep their doors open. So again, communication and just talking with funders is key um, to kind of keep things moving um, while, while things start picking up again. Absolutely. I have another one to add to that. This is a big one. Um, and not just relevant for not-for-profits, but there are more people working from home than ever right now. Uh, do you have any advice on the electronic environment? Sure, I got a few things. Um, first, it's definitely a discussion that needs to be had within the organization. So taking a survey to see kind of where employees' heads are at so you can get a true idea of how it might affect them. Mm-hmm. Um, some staff might want to continue working from home. So it'll be important to determine how that'll affect the organization's operations um, and come up with a plan on how to make sure everything is running smoothly in that virtual environment. You might have some that prefer coming into the office. So um, the organization will need to discuss how to make sure the office is safe and then how those working virtually and those working in the office can connect. So whether that be through Zoom or other virtual setups um, and just to kind of understand that everybody's in a different place. So when you hear dogs or babies yeah. or stuff like that in the background, uh, people kind of need to give some grace in that sense. So I think it's called kind of our norm now, like the mailman comes and you're on a Zoom and, you know, mm-hmm. the dogs are barking. You're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. And they just yep. continue on. But before, like this whole pandemic, it's like, oh, geez, you know, like right. how unprofessional. <laughs> um, exactly. But then I was just thinking, like, with people being able to work um remotely, maybe eventually, it kind of could help businesses with their cash flow, like even saving some with mm-hmm. space, less space being needed. And I mean, yeah. maybe companies will spend a little bit more on, you know, technology and security, but mm-hmm. they're saving a lot more in, let's say rent or, you know, taxes, space, stuff like that. Yeah, no. And I think it's time to start getting creative because, you know, not-for-profits, they're carrying out whatever their mission may be. And if they're having to interact with certain groups of people that they're serving, how are you still going to have those relationships with people and serve those people if you're not going to have a physical office space? And Mm -hmm. is there Zoom or what, what other avenues are the people you're serving? Are they going to have access to certain technology? You know, so there's just a lot to think about with this whole can of worms being opened of working from home. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So along those lines, the social media posts had also mentioned creating several different plans. And I think you've, we've kind of skirted the surface on it a little bit, but let's talk a little bit more specifically about those plans that you had mentioned. Yeah. So if you haven't already reopened the workplace, um, initiating a reopening plan is key. So getting some input from members of the organization, all different members. So executives, staff, employees, interns, everyone in there to make sure that they feel safe when they come into the office. Um, and you might want to talk about reopening in stages or um, some people coming in on some days and others coming in on another day. Um, they're all things that kind of need to be determined beforehand. You don't want to rush into anything without having a plan. So you got to sit down and talk to everybody um, before doing anything. Absolutely. And I apologize if you can hear my cat <laughs> in the background. Again, <laughs> virtual environment. Yes. Your coworkers, they're so loud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then lastly, and this was a theme throughout your, all your responses. Can you give us a final thought on communication? Yep. 
So like, like you said, this is just key throughout everything, communicating with the board, communicating with the staff, communicating with funders about the current situation and what's needed to respond is more important than ever. Um, everyone's going through a similar situation right now. So we all need to kind of bond together and try to help out as much as possible. Um, kind of in line with your quote, Kaylee, um, you know, communication is key to be able to do that. Everybody needs to kind of help each other and be more understanding, um, just because of where we are right now and how it's not going away. So we kind of need to understand this is the new norm and, and that's what we need to kind of roll with. Just rock it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for, for answering all of our questions today and, and going into further detail. And I think I would just kind of restate and echo Rachel's sentiments in terms of planning ahead and communication really being the two major themes. You know, I think back in the spring, being reactive was probably fine because we all weren't sure what to expect and things were changing every single day. And now that we've kind of settled in and realized that maybe things aren't going to go back to normal as they were, it's it's time to plan ahead and it's time to think about future cash flow and where your employees are going to be in a couple months and really just starting to get your arms around that so that it is not some sort of rushed, reactive thing, especially for nonprofits with limited resources. You know, you often only have the chance to do things right the first time and and it's very limited in terms of excess cash and, and things like that. So you don't have as much flexibility as maybe other for-profit companies have. So again, Rachel's advice today was was really helpful and I hope our listeners um, We'll, we'll take it to heart, and I, I think they will find it useful. So, Rachel, thank you again for, for coming on and sharing with us. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yes, so I do. I really think all of our listeners can benefit from everything that Rachel did say today. So if you do have any questions or would like assistance addressing any of the topics discussed during today's episode, please do not um, hesitate to reach out to us, and then we can put you in contact with Rachel. Yes. And always, if you enjoyed the podcast today, please visit our website, www.blandcpa.com, and leave us a note. We'd also be very appreciative if you could rate and review the podcast on whichever app you use to listen today. We would truly be grateful. So friends, with that, be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Bye, Bye. guys.